it's harder because people think, all right, can this guy do this? Can this guy do that? Like, I'm a quantity surveyor and people go, oh, can you go on site? I'm like, hell yeah, I can go on site. I can do what everybody else does. Hi, I'm Brooke Melhouse. Welcome to Disabled and Proud, the podcast that does exactly what it says on the tin. Each week, the show highlights an awesome disabled guest speaking about their own disability, why they're proud to be disabled, and why they're proud to be themselves. So, Chris, welcome to Disabled and Proud. How are you today? I'm really good, thank you. How are you? Yeah, I'm good, thank you. Apart from that little minor meltdown that my computer just had. But we move forward. We technology move forward. just doesn't work. Yeah, <laughs> no, never when you want to. Work on Friday. It's telling you to have the day off. <gasps> I wish. I wish. Um, so the first question that I ask absolutely everybody is how do you refer to your disability? Um, in a non-PC way, I just say that I'm really lazy and cannot be bothered to stand up and I sit down for a living. Uh, <laughs> but um, in a PC way, um, I'm quite about to try and recover from that now, um, is that I'm a full-time wheelchair user. I had a spinal cord injury playing rugby and I've been sat on my rather now flat ass for eight years. Well, wow, so that's quite a long time. So were you quite young when this happened? Yeah. Um, I was, I just actually had my 21st birthday when it had happened. So like, mm-hmm. I, uh, it was the 1st of November, was it the 5th? 5th of November, 5th of November that I had my accident and my birthday was six days prior. So I was very young, very naive. And I was just like, this is, did not have a clue that this was happening. All my life would literally be turned upside down. Yeah, I can so imagine. Very crazy. Wow. And what were you you were were you playing rugby is that right yeah so I played rugby Christ I'm playing rugby as soon as I could probably walk so the fact that then I had my accident playing rugby was kind of like serendipitous there isn't any better way to do it if I'm gonna have an accident I might as well do it that way rather than being pissed and falling I suppose but excuse the language um yeah no I was playing rugby and then I had a um I I was tackled and the tackle went completely wrong um uh-huh. and it left me um unconscious on the pitch and then in a coma for three days and then we're still here so I'm still relatively new to my chair I'm learning stuff every day so it's constant learning curve and a constant like yeah I, I learn something new about myself every day from being sat, sat down and see the world completely different to how I did previously so yeah out of interest what's your disability so I have um well I don't even know how I refer to it to be honest I'm limb different or I was born with like a congenital limb difference so I don't have a right arm it like it's never existed it never will exist um so I don't know what it's like to acquire my disability which is why I find these conversations so interesting because at one point you were you were born able-bodied and then you acquired your disability so I'm always interested in the psychology of how how it changes like people's outlook on their life because the people that I've spoken to have said on one hand it's been incredible because it's given them something completely new to work with and how they view the world is now completely different on the other hand it's completely alienating because you almost become a stranger in your body overnight yes and like yeah. I'm always fascinated to, to listen to it yeah. because I don't have that experience. I think I was more naive than anything. Like uh-huh. 
because you, you, nobody thinks about acquiring this a disability and i think mm-hmm. for, personally from my perspective for somebody like you it's almost like a good it's a good thing that you maybe were born with your disability because you haven't known any different yeah. in some respects but for me like going from an abled fit an able bodied and fit person it was it was life changing in a good way and a bad way because i've actually done mm-hmm. more now sat on my backside than i would have done on my feet um yeah. And I've got so many more opportunities and advantages, which, you know, is is incredible. But the psychological torment and the the back and forth that you go through, like at one point I was uh, close to taking my own life because I was unsure of how I was going to deal with it. And then it's, I don't know, it's, it's, I've never actually been asked this question before of like how I actually, what is the the psychological state of it. And it's something that I've never prepared for, but it was it's it's a learning curve both positively and negatively that yeah. you cannot really pre- have any transition for it's something that is a day by day sort of challenge and it what and it is and it is it still is for me today yeah. it's still a challenge every single day cuz although i've maybe forgot the feeling of what it's like to be on my feet mm-hmm. it's i'm still having to learn day in day out things that i can can't do and what i've got to adapt to be able to do yeah of course so, it's tricky it's tricky but like I think I was very naive to the respect that I didn't understand people who had disabilities Mm -hmm. and I wasn't as understanding as maybe what I should be and in some respects like I wish like I could have actually done more to help people who had disabilities because you just think oh they'll crack on with it it'll be fine they know what they're doing clearly but like if if I was had a greater understanding and educated myself properly in the first place I think I'd maybe be in a better position than I than what I was at the start. Yeah. And it's interesting that you say that because it's not like one day after you acquire your disability, it's not like one day you're given a manual that's like, here, you're now disabled, welcome to the club. This is everything that you should know. You've got to kind of figure it all out for yourself. And and like yeah. it's it's incredibly individual to the individual person, the individual disability, like no two disabilities are the same. They could be the same on paper, but actually like how you relate to it how you go about your day-to-day life and, and how you think about it and perceive it is completely individual to the person yeah it, it, you're exactly right and it's something that I say because like a lot of people come to me for, like because I'm very big on my fitness and very big on sort of like challenging and pushing yeah. my body as far as I can as far as I can and a lot of people come to me saying oh how do I train like you how do I do this how do I do that but ultimately each and everybody in each and everybody in that individual's experience is completely different like your experience in a gym is completely different to what my experience would be Mm -hmm. and it's a learning curve and like because of the complexity of disabilities that are out there no one person is exactly the same so nobody can be catered for so it's so hard to actually understand what people go through but I feel like I've got a bit of a better understanding now with my own circumstances because it's basically like telling a toddler to get off the stop start crawling and start walking it's it's a learning curve and everything you, you've got to teach yourself from from basically getting out of bed to wiping your backside to how to get up and down stairs and up and down ramps and drop curbs and something that like you said there is no manual for and there should be actually I think we should uh, <laughs> We should copyright that, the manual for the disabled. <laughs> and Copyright uh, this idea right now. Editors right don't now. keep that in the podcast. Uh, I want to keep that for afterwards. We could make some money. <laughs> yeah, some serious coin from that. But it's it's so tricky. Like, 
Yeah, I think I actually feel like me being in a chair is probably easier for me than maybe what it is for you. Uh, oh yeah, I would go around in bar. circles. I would like I don't have a yeah. right hand. I'm literally going around in circles all day. Like there's no way that I'm going forward. Yeah, well, you might be a bit lopsided. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Standard of my day to day life. Yeah, yeah, but like I, I, it's like I don't know how you adapt adapt with things, you know. And I, I yeah. couldn't have any understanding of that. So everybody's disability is different, and should be seen as different because not one case is the same at all no exactly and what's really interesting is that you were quite young obviously when you had your accident and and acquiring a disability at a young age I've spoken to a lot of people who have acquired their disabilities like at different stages of their life and what people have tend to have said is that if they acquire their disability like young enough yes it's, it's almost better in the long term because it's you're able to adapt more you've got a bit more like neuroplasticity you can think about things a little bit differently and you're you're able to process that adaption a lot better whereas if you get to about 61 and something you know happens and you acquire a disability it's it's very different to almost change your ways once you're 60 years into something to then it completely changing part of me understands it part of part of me sort of disagrees because it's obviously there there is that element of trying to teach an old dog new tricks i love this doesn't really happen but like if I had the opportunity to say live longer on my feet and transition when I'm older like I think my body one would be in a better state than Uh um, it is now because I've lived on on my feet my body's having that that rest and that time to relax and that time even though I've had this injury maybe when I'm 61 or whatever but that people have been able to experience things naturally in in their true form rather than mm-hmm. having to adapt later down the line there is certain aspects of me that I can do more in my chair now but when yeah. my, my body's naturally gonna age faster because I'm obviously I'm not using all my organs properly I'm not using yeah. my spine properly I'm gonna get problems with my shoulders and my rotator cuffs so I would <laughs> yeah I think I'd much rather be maybe st- get the use out of my legs first and then say go on there you can sit me down now I need my knees a rest but yeah I'd, I don't know it's it's a tricky one like obviously this is just my opinion but like I'd rather be I'd rather try and see the beauty of the world in its true form rather than yeah as a as a disabled person where I can still see it but there is obviously as you know there's limits to everything yeah and I love that because again that's a completely different view to what, than what I've heard before and I think that's exactly what I want to encapsulate in this is that no two views regarding disability are the same so like everybody's viewpoint yeah. on it is it, completely different and you know whilst it's given a massive un- umbrella term that's exactly what it is it's an umbrella term there's no specifics when it comes to it no, no and everybody's experience is different everybody's challenges are different like I know some people that can't can't like shuffle up the stairs you know I know people that don't have the same sort of arm strength that I have every there is you cannot paint disability with the, the picture is not the same you cannot have that same picture everybody's completely different and that really it pisses me off royally when people go oh you're just disabled every disability is the same I tell you, if somebody can find me one disability that's the same as mine I, I will do something very odd and very strange because it's not going to happen yeah like really really not so yeah so with your disability and how has it impacted your career and 
and where you went in life because obviously you were you know you're you're probably at that age where people start to like delve into the real world and and like you know you, you start working and all that kind of stuff how did that trajectory change for you um I, I sort of had my career with my rugby, which mm-hmm. I was looking forward to. And like, even when I sat lying in bed and I, I woke up for the first time, I was like, all oh, right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be able to feel my legs again. I'm going to be able to get back on my feet and play rugby yeah. again. When in fact, well, that clearly wasn't going to happen. Um, <laughs> but I think getting a job as a disabled person, I think is probably, it's a lot harder because people judge you by the way you look and the way you are and the way you talk and, yeah. it's it's the same somebody goes into a job and you know you're naturally judged on your appearance which is completely wrong in my opinion um and should be in everybody else's but it's harder because people think all right can this guy do this can this guy do that like i'm a quantity surveyor and people go oh, can you go on site i'm like hell yeah i can go on site i can do what everybody else yeah. everybody else does the only thing that i've got to do is i've got to plan my time more i've got to sit down in the morning, make sure I've got all the right equipment, make sure I've got everything that I need to do to go on a building site that keeps me safe and keeps everybody else safe, which is naturally what has to happen anyway. So Mm -hmm. people have reservations. As soon as you put, they say, oh, you can have an interview if you're disabled, which I think is a bit of a kick to the teeth personally. But so you click that, you're going to get an interview, but then they ask you what what your disability is. And it, it almost, it, creates an elephant in the room where they don't want to ask you but you feel like you need to tell them yeah. and it's just like it's like who's going to make the first move here it's like that nervous <laughs> first date where you really want to kiss her but you're not too sure if you are going to kiss her and it's like go on I dare you go on it's like <laughs> trying to egg them on and it's like you sat there in this really awkward position and you're like okay so let's address you know my legs I'm sat down my legs don't yeah. work clearly so what are we going to do about it? Is it a problem? They say no, but in fact, in the head, they're probably thinking, yeah, we're not going to do anything with this guy because he's too much of a problem and we can't mm-hmm. think outside the box because we're pretty lazy. Yeah. So getting a job fucking difficult. Yeah. So your editor's going to love me with all my swearing. Oh, honestly, like, don't worry about it. This is like deep. an absolute, like you've got to say what you've got to say when it comes to it. And I think there's no point in trying to restrict how people feel, especially about disability, because people have been restricted about it for so long and don't necessarily have a space yeah. where they can just be like, you know, sometimes shock horror, disability is a bit shit. Shock oh, horror. And, and to say that you, you almost feel bad because you're like, you want to portray that actually you know, you can do all these wonderful things, but sometimes it is just a bit shit, but that's okay. Yeah, it's, uh, Something that I, I've had to teach myself is, you know, life's naturally shit. If you're going to be on your feet, if you're going to be sat on your ass, if you're going to have a disability, if you're going to be short, tall, have one leg, no legs, well, whatever. You, the challenges, uh, challenges are exactly the same. It's more yeah. people's perception of you that is completely different and makes the challenges even harder for you. Yeah. And it comes down to education and just people having a general understanding of what a disability is and how no one disability is the same. That's, I think, in if somebody wants to get a career and somebody wants to get a job and a lot of industry is very, very disabled. They don't give, they, they say they're not, but they really are because they cannot yeah. be asked to deal with somebody. And people don't like that. People don't like how they have to be seen to be helping somebody when they really can't be bothered. And yeah. I think that's the most frustrating thing about it. And especially with disabilities now being coming to the forefront, 
I think it's it's important to do chats like this so people can actually, even if you're able-bodied, listen to it and go, right, okay, well, we can do something different and make somebody not feel as awkward, for example. Yeah. Um, so that would be, be interesting to see if somebody does and somebody comments on it going, oh, okay, I'm an employer. Maybe I won't make somebody feel awkward for the disability. Then we're winning. So. Yeah, and I think that's it. You know, if you if and I've always said this that if one person listens to this podcast, like even if it was only ever one person, it, it's more than one person. But if one person took like I, a good takeaway, I'll listen now. That you've got that one person there. I'll be listening. <gasps> oh, 100%. thanks so much. <laughs> um, but if Just to listen if, to my own voice, <laughs> that's kind of why I do it. Um, <laughs> if one person <laughs> gets a good takeaway from from what people are speaking about, then it's yeah. done its job. And because you're not always given the place to just say, you know, you you, you as an able-bodied person, you, you can be an ally and you can make a difference. You just need to listen to the experience first and, and take that on board. Don't make any comments. Just accept that we're trying to tell you some things need to change. Yeah, I don't even people think that they need to be recognised as an ally to somebody with a disability because it's common sense. It's natural, mm-hmm. natural human ability and sort of feelings and emotions that you're not going to see somebody struggle that you actually are going to help somebody yeah and it's sort of I'm probably the most anti-disabled disabled person that there probably is because I feel like all these things should be natural yeah you know everything should be done and in place naturally off the cuff rather than having all these health and safety things or the um the regulations or the jurisdictions that people have to adhere to yeah why the fuck can't it just be natural why can't it be that if somebody's got a disability so what if somebody wants to get a job take it off what their education status is and if they've got experience if somebody wants to be an athlete and they have a specific injury then don't classify them differently or stupidly like what most of the olympic committee do at the moment like they're not fair with how they classify people it's the same same with competitive sports like people just need to pull the finger out not be scared of disability and approach it completely differently where rather than having to say that oh i'm an ally because i do this i do that well fucking pat on the back to you mate. well done anyway. yeah yeah there's seriously well done you sleep well tonight <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and it is true and it's interesting that you bring up classification actually especially in sports because i know there's a lot of controversy surrounding paralympic classification but then also outside of the realms of paralympics because surprise surprise the paralympics are not the only place that disabled people compete classification can be incredibly difficult and it's something that i'm kind of contending with at the minute and um it's a very interesting one because like we've gone back to saying disability is so individual and trying to almost classify and put people in like a similar group i completely understand the 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 thought process but it doesn't actually work on paper like it it doesn't actually work no it doesn't and it's I think what people want to see is, oh, okay, right, what what do you say on a piece of paper? What is your disability on a piece of paper? But, you know, you might have completely different upper body strength. Somebody might have completely different arm strength to you yeah. or leg strength. You know, people for me, are, you know, they're a lot bigger than me on the upper body, but I've got a completely different genetics to allow me to yeah. do something completely different. Like classification is good to an extent, but they need to be broader and more open because there's a lot of actual very very good athletes out there that are missing out on going to certain games the crossfit games they're missing out on going to the paralympics even the olympics because classifications are that screwed up that people are rather judging a book by its cover than what actually that book is yeah and not actually listening to that person 
and it's so frustrating, so so frustrating. Like it's it's like you're being segregated into like different fields and pass from pillar to post, and then then they tell you later down the line, oh, you can't compete anyway because you're not disabled enough or you're too disabled. Yeah. So it's like, okay, how does that work? But it's it's a topic and it's a, it's it's a can of worms into itself. Is that it, it really is? I recently had to to um to prove my disability for uh actually for crossfit so you're joking no 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 no. so i compete crossfit i got to the semi-finals which was incredible but to get to the semi-finals i had to select from a drop down box what my disability was and i honestly couldn't tell you what it was i i couldn't make head nor tail of the list and i also like rang up another girl who's in the same category as me and i was like look i i don't know what i'm selecting here I was like, because if I choose the wrong one, am I going to be shifted into a different category? Like, I have no idea. And it's so it's so interesting because I, I just wanted to message him and be like, do you want a picture? Because that would just make so much more sense. Like, 100%. It's kind of like, now I'm going to go into the realms of government now. It's kind of like when they say, oh, you're not disabled. Well, you're, you're, you're applying for like your blue badge, for example. And they're yeah. like, oh, you're not disabled. Well, mate, I'm sat on my ass 24-7. I can't walk a meter, so... Tell me I'm not disabled again or I'll send you a picture and now who's gonna look like a bigger dick? <laughs> yeah. You know, and it's 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 kinda like like what we were saying beforehand, like with the whole blue badge thing. It's like you can't get a blue badge because it doesn't affect your spine. Yeah. It affects your back or your legs and shit like that. But you've probably got a more di- a bigger disability than what somebody like like me, like for myself that yeah. I have, because I can use my arms, I can use my shoulders and use my upper body effectively and the only thing I can't do is I can't walk but I need space to get my chair out yeah so it's it's classifying people and it's it's judging people and it does my nutting and especially when it comes to classifications in sport it's it's flawed beyond belief and it's unless you've got the serious amount of coin to support you and the money in the backing to support you nobody gives a toss nobody cares and that's so true with especially with adaptive athletes I find because I was having a conversation so recently I competed as part of the UK's first fully adaptive team in the NFG games amazing great day out really really good fun but all of us are very good athletes individually and that's not me being big-headed that's me looking at the leaderboard between all of us we are in the top 10 top five actually in in our categories respectively so were you Um, the best one in your team no 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 no. so Come on, it was your chance to throw them under the bus and play some really fun. No, because I like I I love the people that I like. I was in a team with. I love I love all of them a, a lot. I've got they're all, all hold a really special place in my heart. And um, it was interesting because we were talking about if we were able-bodied athletes and if we were comparing ourselves to the able-bodied leaderboard. Every single one of them is sponsored. Every single one of them doesn't have like a, a normal day job. Their day job is to be an athlete. And considering we were all sat in like, you know, we're, we're actually all sat in very, very good positions. None of us, well, one of us is sponsored. One of us, like none of us have like deals. None of us are like not allowed to give up our day jobs, but we can't give up our day jobs just to be athletes as much as we want to be. Yeah. But why can't you though? Why can't they put an able, why can't they have like a multi sort of faceted team? Like exactly. Rec- recently in swimming, what was it? Was it a swimming event? It, there was an event where they put male, female, and uh, trans athletes all in the same pool and they said, go for it. Why can't these event organizers like NFG, like, um, you know, 
the Arnolds and the CrossFit people, why can't they say, okay, let's have let's have a mixed ability team yeah. set up where we can actually see if these if people with disabilities can go against the people who have their full ability. Right? Yeah, and we didn't come last. Like we were middle of our category the entire day, which by the way was intermediate. So that meant that there were people below us who were worse than us. Like Yeah, so people it does my head in like you're clearly a better athlete you clearly have a better opportunity at making a success out of yourself so why stop somebody from doing it it's it's beyond a joke in my opinion and i think people like nfg crossfit different sort of abilities and different sort of shows and categories need to actually look at maybe doing a a mixed ability category rather than sort of isolating people with disabilities off against people who have that full ability and full range of motion or whatever really yeah it's not a bad idea actually we should start a movement now so we've got a copyright and a movement honestly like, we could be raking it in oh uh, yeah <laughs> for prime minister there's an open spot at the moment as well now that boz has gone i honestly spot. think quite a lot about how if i ran the country it would be in a much better state <laughs> <laughs> if, well hey put it forward i don't think it, i don't think we could get any worse yeah exactly oh, very very true and um with all of this you are obviously quite big on instagram and you're very big on your fitness so how did that come about for you um, I think because I went through such a, a troublesome time with my own mental health, it was kind of mm-hmm. like a, something just flipped, a switch just flipped in my head where it was like, okay, are you going to do something about this? Or are you going to sit here and wallow and potentially just not be around anymore? Yeah. And like, I think my rugby background sort of clicked in and was just like no you're gonna get off your ass and you can actually go do something with your life you can't just sit here and sit there in self-pity now everybody responds differently and some people respond to their emotions differently mine personally is to react with action and movement Mm -hmm. and like I was told by um the ex-England rugby doctor for the England men's rugby team he said the more stimulus that you can create and the more movement that you can create in your body the better your body is going to respond and you could create new neuropathways that maybe one day if technology is there to support it, will allow you to work again. Yeah. Okay. That was all you had to say to me. Walk, movement and gym. Three things that I really want to do. Three things that I enjoy and that I strive for. And then after that, I was just helpful ever. Just trying to do as much as I could. Not only for my, my physical health was you could see it was naturally improving, but it was more yeah. for my mental health that I did it. Um, and I, I've just enjoyed it. It's just been a continuous process of evolving, adapting, and coming back to why I want to do it. Every day I write down, you know, I want to make sure my head's screwed on because if I didn't, if I didn't go to the gym, I, oh Christ, I, my head would be all over the shop. It's, it's yeah. such a good release. And I think it's such a good release for everybody and the endorphins and the emotions that it releases that exercise and fitness has played such a big part in my recovery and my mental yeah. health that I, I, I couldn't live without it now. No, I, I couldn't either. And I think it's, it's so interesting. So I had COVID earlier this year for the first time. I've avoided it for two and a half years. I honestly thought that I was the saviour 
but then I got struck down with COVID. I haven't had it yet, so it could be me. I've always wanted to be a saviour of something. I I got very COVID confident, and I was like messaging people, being like, oh, "It's me. I'm I'm the cure. I, I'm absolutely not the cure for Amazing. COVID." But for for a long time, I thought I was, <laughs> and um, I, I was I was out really quite hard with it. I got hit quite hard with COVID, and I had like maybe I'm going to say maybe like two weeks off training. And in those two weeks, yeah. I honestly, I was like, I don't understand how people who don't exercise go on. I was like, my head is all over the shop. I was like, the release that you get from training and like that ability to almost like switch off from the outside world and, and sometimes just focus on your breathing just to get you through a workout. I, yeah. I just, I couldn't do without it ever again. Yeah, I think for us of having fitness, it's, it's really easy to say because we, we have that as, as our release. Yeah, for um, sure. And, you know, some people who are disabled might not have that release. But I think something that I have learned, if it wasn't going to be fitness for me personally, I would have to find something to focus my mind on. Yeah. To focus on, rather than focusing on the negative, focus on something that I can do to be productive and create a positive response and to create something that I'd be proud of one day. So my fitness and everything that's come around with it, it's just to keep my head screwed on and something that I'm proud on that I've kept myself at that perfect equilibrium since yeah and with everything that you've been through because you've been through you know quite quite a lot and like you've grown into a completely different person than maybe you were going to be before would you say that you've noticed a positive attribute about yourself from going through some form of hardship um I think I've I've noticed both both sides, positive and negative. Like uh-huh. I am negatively sometimes I am uh, I've got such a short fuse because of how stressed and so how frustrated that I can get of being sat uh-huh. on my backside that I, like it's like a flip of a switch. Like somebody says something wrong to me, I'm just like, what are you saying that for? And I and like I won't lose it, but I can get myself very emotional and very frustrated very quickly. But yeah. The positive, the positive side of it is, is that you know I've been able to really sort of channel my inner thoughts and try and spread as be as positive as I can. Like it's 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 so easy to become frustrated, but if you look at like I, I sit here every every morning and I have my cup of coffee and I get up dead early, make sure I do my cardio, and I just sit there and I just look at what I've done, where I've come from, what what I can appreciate, and it's those small sort of moments. I've taken a step back that I've really been able to see all the positive that I've done in my life and yeah that positivity and feeding off that just sort of it just keeps keeps you going it's it's, it's actually quite rather than any other type of drug it's 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 a drug that positivity is a drug that keeps feeding me to keep going and it's just it's opened my mind to a lot of things that I think I would have been very sort of tunnel vision to previously and that ties in so nicely to to what I'm about to ask next and that is do you have a piece of advice for either or a younger version of yourself or someone with the same disability as you? Seize every opportunity. Yeah, it, you've you've not got you've got one life, and it's such a generic saying, and I hate saying it, but you have got one life. You need to just live it. Like, take the make sure that you've got people around you who want to support you and take yeah. your goals with you people aren't doing that get rid of them the dead weight and it can cause you some negative serious impact i've only got five i can count on one hand how many people that i've got who support me 
and finding those people has kept me going day in day out and as I constantly adapt and add more people into that seizing every moment has become so much easier because people understand me and respect me for who I am that it's yeah it's become so much more worthwhile doing this and if I could say to myself when I was on my feet if looking at it now I, I missed out on so much because mm-hmm. I was so sort of tunnel visioned it's just slow down take a breath take it in and just relax and have fun that's all you can do it's really interesting I actually have it's all about having fun tattooed on my ribs do you? yeah yeah uh, <laughs> it's a good it's like I bet that hurt it was actually all right. I found um, a tattoo like above my elbow was a bit more painful. But um, yeah, no, that's like a nice little life thing that I like to live by is it's all about having fun. Because if you're not having fun and you're not enjoying it, then I personally don't really see the point. No, there, there isn't. If you're not going around, if, you, if you're going around and you're, at, you're looking at the floor and you're feeling miserable, like do something for you and just do something that makes you happy. Even if it's going having a pint, sit and have a pint, soak it all in and just taking everything around you because life life is too short not to take it in yeah like every day is a new day and you should try and wake up as best as you can with such a positive attitude it makes the world a difference yeah for sure so I have one question that really annoys me when people ask me about my disability and that is it's eat well it's two really it's did a shark bite your arm off or what happened now, do you have a particular set of questions that you find intrusive around your disability? Um, did a shark eat your arm? No, it didn't. I don't. I don't oh. have a story. Okay, it's such a letdown. <laughs> I was waiting for you to have like this Jaws sort of like image tattooed on your elbow <laughs> or something like that. Then and be like, yeah, Jaws got it. Um, <laughs> no, I don't think and nothing really bothers me at all. Like. Because uh, if, if it's a stupid question, people can see it's a stupid question by the re- yeah. just from the response in my face. Like, I think people, it's, uh, if somebody wants to ask me something, just ask me. Like, if you want to ask me how I'm in the wheelchair or if I'm, it's because I'm lazy or I've been born like that, then just ask. I'd rather somebody ask me and ask me a stupid question than somebody ask me a serious question because... There is no question that's stupid and I'd rather educate somebody on that question that they're asking rather than give them a shitty response, I suppose. Like, I think that and this is a, a, maybe a common thing in a wheelchair, but people ask to see your feet, which is really fucking weird. Uh, there's, there's a thing about it. I, I get about at least a dozen DMs a day saying, oh, can I see your feet? No, Stop off. it now. No, and then the other one is um, do your privates work? I'm not going to say it. It's... You're like, this is wild because you're not, the, you're not the first person to say this to me on this podcast. A lot of people yeah. have got this question. Like, let me see. I've, I probably had a DM this morning actually saying, does your dick work? And I'm like, well, does yours? <laughs> and it's like, then they don't respond. It's kind of like, if you're willing to ask me this stupid question, can you at least answer your stupid question back? <laughs> yeah. No, that, I, I, people can ask me whatever they want. It's whether or not I'm willing to respond to it or not. Um, <laughs> yeah. I think um, you must be a nicer to- person than I am. Because if I get asked these questions, I'm like, 
not today, not going to happen. <laughs> I think I, I get a weird sense of a kick out of it because, like, somebody sends me this message going, oh, right, okay, so do, does your dick work? And I'm just like, oh, for fuck's sake, okay. And then I send them back saying, does yours? And then I don't get a response. It's <laughs> like, can you show me your can you show me your feet? No, but I can. Can you show me yours? <laughs> can you show me yours. It's kind of like that weird, like you show me mine, I show you yours. No, definitely not. Fuck off. <laughs> I'm not showing nobody my feet. Like I've got serious chicken legs now. You ain't seeing anything about my feet, or anything about my legs. So, yeah. Well, I think that's about it. I don't get any other questions really, except for feet and dick pics. And you can make a lot of money off of that. You, oh, like I've given, we've I'd, had I'd, so many multi-million pound ideas on this chat. I'd be the disabled OnlyFans guru. Like I'd be like this mega mogul that sort of sat on his backside on OnlyFans. But, <laughs> yeah, it doesn't really tick, tickle my fancy at all, actually. Um, so I'll, I'll let I'll let somebody else pick up this idea. Um, and one else might really take this and really ride with it and have right, if they want to then we'll just make sure that and we'll put a disclaimer in that we receive one percent of all your profits for the rest of your life whilst you're doing it absolutely um, fair i'll get that written in the show notes amazing thank you um but yeah no i think i love the jaws one though that's amazing i love did a shark bite yeah. your arm it's because when i was younger and Do growing you- up um I can't honestly for the life of me I can't remember her name but the girl in Australia who was surfing and a shark did bite her arm off was big news when I was younger so I think people put two and two together and made seven and so they saw me and were like oh my goodness did a shark bite your arm off and I was like well we live in England and like England's an island and like that would be big news but it would be big news, right? It would be like all over front page news. Like my face would have been somewhere and it just wasn't because it never happened. Oh, <laughs> so. Gutted. Could you imagine the publicity you'd have got from it? Like you'd, you'd be a megastar by now. You'd have movies, books, memorabilia. I know there's a Netflix film about that girl. I, it could have been me. <laughs> it should have been you. She's clearly ripped off your idea. Like you should have just said yes. And ran with I know. It. So, so many times I've just been like, yes, that's exactly what happened. And then walked away. <laughs> Yeah, I'll just say that it just got chopped off. See what the response is. Yeah, I mean, there's been quite a lot of create. I've come back with quite a lot of creative ideas over the years. But um, what's what's the best one that you come back with? Um, it got. I it was a chainsaw, chainsaw accident. Nice. That's what you should go to at Halloween. You should stick it. You know, like you can get like those dummy chainsaws from a kid's shop. I've stick done this. Stick an arm to it. I've done, done this it. at uni. Oh, it was amazing. like Halloween and um. I had I wore like I got a fake hand for for Halloween, and then nice. like during the night in when the nightclub was at its busiest, I screamed and threw the hand into the crowd. Even better, that's sick, but so funny. That it was a really fun person. night, and I, I think I I got kicked out of the nightclub that night, but it was worth it. <laughs> was that because you were really drunk, or because you decided to throw a fake hand at people? I, I think it was the fake hand thing that really, because uh, I think people were, were a bit worried um but you know like it was halloween it was it was a great time i had fun (laughs) oh well no complaints there then exactly (laughs) i have one final question for you and that is can you say that you are disabled and proud oh 100 i am disabled and proud yay (laughs) oh i love that and thank you so much for coming on and sharing your story and, and and talking so well about 
you know, in, individuality in terms of disability. Because I think it's really important that that message really hits home for a lot of people. Yeah, yeah everybody's got the right to do whatever the hell they want, as long as it's legal, of course, disclaimer. Um, yeah. But um, every, everybody should have the same opportunities as everybody. And the fact that they're not frustrates the hell out of me. So if we've listened, somebody's listened to this and then they've gone, okay, yeah, well, let, let's do something a little bit different, then that's a, that's a huge success for me. So yeah. I think if we can make change day by day, step by step, and somebody listen to this or following me or following you, then I can't ask for much else. No, exactly. Thank you so much for giving up your time today. I really appreciate it. And I've had a really fun time in this conversation. Yeah, let's do it again sometime soon. Oh, maybe we should do it in person. That'll be fun. 100%. Let's do it. Let's book it. Perfect. I'll speak to you soon. (laughs) Cheers, Brooke. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this episode of Disabled and Proud. If you've enjoyed the show, then please give it some love by leaving us a five-star review wherever you download your podcasts. It really helps us to reach more and more people each week. Plus, if you've got a particular highlight, then I'd absolutely love to hear it. Tag me on your Insta stories at Disabled and Proud Podcast.